Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to an all-new episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I'm talking about a movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, because I just saw it. I know it's been out for a while. It hit the theaters a while back. I've often joked, maybe not on this podcast, but I've joked before in other arenas that I should have called the show Day Late and a Dollar Short, because I never see or read anything timely. I don't I don't have the money. So I have to wait for stuff to come out on DVD. I have to wait for stuff to get on trade and be at the library and so on and so forth and all that and then some and all that. So day late and a dollar short kind of sums up my viewing and reading habits. And that's why I'm just now talking about this movie that you know has been out of the theaters for a while. And this is so this is the second of the Tom Holland uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man since they made the deal, Marvel Comics and Sony Pictures. Sony Pictures owns the film rights to Spider-Man. And as long as they keep making Spider-Man movies, they will own those film rights in perpetuity. If I, if I said that wrong, I got to quit saying words that I'm not 100% sure in my head that they're correct. Perpetuity, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that perpetuity, perpetuity, that's a funny word perpetuity. Anyway, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop because I know you're tired of me saying perpetuity. So it was recently announced that this was after the movie hit the theaters, it was, it was announced that this will be the last movie made jointly between Sony pictures and Marvel comics. And everybody was sad. 
I myself was crying anime tears, you know, and the tears just gush out of the sides of your eyes like a like a freaking water faucet. And then, but then just within the last week or so, it was announced, no, 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 hold on, hold on. We finally struck a deal and there's going to be one more Spider-Man movie uh, made within the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Spider-Man will join up in a Marvel movie at least one more time. Now, what wouldn't surprise me is after this, after Spider-Man makes an appearance in some upcoming Marvel movie and they make a Spider-Man Marvel movie, I wouldn't be surprised if we go through this whole thing again. All right, this is the last one, people. We're not going to, we're not going to do it again. Despite the fact that we're both, we're, we're both making, uh, you know, billions of dollars out of these, these films We're we're not going to do it. It's just, it's just, uh, as Sony pictures, I mean, we don't really have to do anything. We just kind of sit back and watch the money roll in, but that just seems like a lot of work. So we're not going to do it. And then people will go, oh, no, that's so sad. What are we going to do? And then they'll announce again. You know what? Here at Sony Pictures, we realize that uh, we just have to sit back and watch the money roll in. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to allow this to happen. But only one more time. Only one more time is it going to happen. I think we're going to see that happen at least six more times. So Spider-Man Far From Home, I feel kind of weird. I'm getting ready to give you a little synopsis as if you haven't watched it. Now, I have to, I always feel like I'm the last one to watch any of these movies. So for me to sit here and go, let me tell you what happened in a movie because it was so cool. I feel like you're over there going, yeah, I saw it. Okay. But if I hadn't seen it until recently, there's, there's a good chance that there are other people who haven't seen it until recently or haven't seen it at all. So I'm still going to talk about it. So this tells the tale of Peter Parker and his school, his his uh, super brainy science class going on a field trip, an overnight, a week-long trip to Europe. Now, at this point, Aunt May knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. She seems to have started up a little relationship with Happy Hogan, which has uh, Peter kind of freaked out. He's kind of, he, he feels kind of weird about it. And at the same time, while all this is going on, Nick Fury and Maria Hill from S.H.I.E.L.D. are investigating a, well, an occurrence in Mexico where a cyclone hit and destroyed a town. But people describing the cyclone in the report said the cyclone had a face. And uh, so they go to this, this town in Mexico to investigate and a giant rock monster comes out of the ground. And then here comes this dude in green with a cape with a big cloudy fishbowl over his head to fight the monster. And that is Mysterio. So Spider-Man, he's in, he's in Europe. Before he goes, Happy Hogan shows up and he tells him, hey, uh, Nick Fury's been, he, he's going to call. Nick Fury's going to call you. And Peter's like, he's, he's going to call me. Why would he want to call me? I'm, well, you, you were an Avenger. You helped save the world. And it's like, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm a high school kid. Why would he call me? And so the phone rings and uh, Peter doesn't answer it. Later, he's, he's getting ready. He's packing. The phone rings. It's Nick Fury. He still didn't answer it. So he's not answering his phone. He doesn't want to talk to Nick Fury because just the thought of that makes his inside squiggle. I mean, he's a high school kid, right? So he goes to Europe, and Nick Fury catches up with him there, and he takes him to this, uh, uh, this secret lair where we meet Mysterio. So it's really fun how Mysterio got his name because before this happened, they're on one of, they're in, I think they're in Venice, and a water monster attacks, 
and Mysterio shows up and fights off the water monster, and Spider-Man tries to help. Anyway, they're showing news footage of it, and all the all of Peter's friends are, are sitting around watching it, and one of them goes, ooh, ooh he's very mysterious, and uh, ooh, Mysterio. And, and so they kind of name him Mysterio. So then when Spider-Man meets him, he goes, hey, Mysterio. And the guy's like, what? And he goes, oh, it's just, just something one of my friends came up with. And so then a little bit later, the guy's like, no, just call me. I can't remember what his name is. And so then a little bit later in that scene, I think it was, when Spider-Man calls him by his name, he goes, no, call me Mysterio. With like a wink, like, ha-ha, that's kind of funny. And so he tells Nick Fury and Spider-Man and everybody that he is from another universe. He is from um, a different world, a different Earth, where these elemental creatures have attacked and destroyed his Earth. So using science... He finds these other Earths, and he finds that these that the same thing is going to happen on on this Earth, Earth six one six, and he's going to help them stop these creatures, do what needs to be done, so what happened to his world doesn't happen to uh, our world. Now you do find out at some point that this is all a lie, and I went into the movie knowing that I got spoiled. I think I really would have enjoyed it a lot more had I not been spoiled. Um, and if you haven't watched the movie, I just spoiled it for you. But here's the thing I put at the very beginning of this episode that this episode will contain spoilers. All of them do. So there you have it. But I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I still enjoyed it. I'm not saying I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't like, man, that movie would have been great had I not been spoiled. It was still a great movie. I just think there would have been a, a slight bit more of enjoyment. But that's on me. Somebody didn't, somebody didn't just come up and spoil it for me. I was listening to a podcast episode about the movie. I, I knew going into that episode that I would be spoiled. So that was on me. So you find out this is all just an elaborate con to get access to Edith, which is a Stark's, Tony Stark's security system. So this takes place after Endgame. If you've seen Endgame, then you know that Tony Stark is dead. Sorry, no, I'm not, no, I'm, why am I apologizing? Anyway, Tony Stark gave these glasses to Peter, and it's his access into Edith, which, which stands for, even dead, I'm the hero, because that's the way Tony Stark is. And he leaves him these glasses, and he tells Peter to, uh, he, he kind of alludes to the fact that, that Peter is next in line. But the way he says it makes Peter think at some point that what to Tony is trusting him to bequeath these glasses to somebody who is worthy. And through this elaborate con, he, he comes to think that Mysterio is worthy and he gives him the glasses. And that's when we find out it's a con. It was all to get access to this security satellite with all these drones and basically just become the super, super big superhero guy by making these illusions. And it's all a series of holographic projectors and cloaked drones that destroy things and make it look all real and there was some really funky moments where peter's like in the illusion but he's not sure it is an illusion and thinks it's real and it was just some really good stuff and of course at the end guess what spider-man wins it was a really good uh ending really 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 quite satisfying ending however again another supervillain dies at some point, I would like to see some of these supervillains hang out, you know, just hang around because we're going to need them later. We're going to need them to come back. But I guess if technically we're only getting one more, 
Spider-Man movie, I guess we don't care if they're around. I wonder who's going to be the villain in that. Do you think they'll bring Green Goblin back for one more movie? You know, we're only getting one more. Who's going to be the villain? Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Venom. I doubt that. But anyway, I just, I, I really like this movie from front to back. I really enjoyed, Peter has this plan when they go to Europe, he's going to, he's going to buy something for MJ and uh, he want, he really likes her and he, he catches her looking at him a lot and he thinks that means that she likes him too. So she, he, he's telling his buddy, he's like, this is the plan. This is what I'm going to do. And his buddy's like, that's, that's really great. But how about instead of that, you just do nothing because we're going to be a couple of bachelor dudes in Europe and all those European girls, you know what they love? They love Americans. And I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. And his buddy hatches this elaborate plan on the plane because Peter wants to sit next to MJ on the plane because he feels that's where it's going to start. So his buddy, whose name I can't remember for some reason, hatches this elaborate plan that really in, in, entails him going over to the girl who's sitting next to MJ and telling her that, that Peter is allergic to something on the plane and he needs to move. To, and he's hoping that she'll switch places with him. And one of the teachers hears him and he says, oh, no, an allergy, I'll take care of this. And he takes Peter uh, to the back of the plane to sit next to him, causing MJ to sit next to this other dude who's like really mature and, and uh, good looking. And he's also wanting to get, he also wants to date MJ. But what ends up happening is his buddy ends up sitting next to this girl and then they fall in love and they become boyfriend and girlfriend during the trip. It's really funny, really funny stuff. But the stuff with Mysterio, I really enjoyed. First of all, let's just let, let me just take a moment and say Mysterio. Really? Out of all the Marvel villains for them to pick, out of all of Spider-Man's villains for them to pick to be a major villain in the second straight up MCU Spider-Man movie, they go with the Vulture first and they go with Mysterio next. Now, granted, in the other versions of the Spider-Man movies, they've already pretty much used up the really big bads. They've had Green Goblin, they've had Doc Ock, they've had Venom, they've had Sandman, they've had Electro, they've had the Lizard. So really, who who's left? Well, <laughs> Vulture and, and Mysterio. But who'd have ever thought that we would get freaking Mysterio as a major bad guy. And it was so, it was really good. They did such a good job with it. It was such a clever story. And uh, he really felt like a worthy villain. He felt like a, a worth. Now, but at one point though, during the, during the movie, as the big main, the big, you know, final battle is about to happen. And it's this huge event. And, you know, like, the the city of London is going to be destroyed if Spider-Man doesn't do something. And the whole time, no, well, not the whole time. There was maybe like 10 seconds there where I thought, can we just get a Spider-Man movie where he is, uh, he's just swinging around New York and he's fighting criminals and he's fighting, you know, some street level thug. Can we get that for at least part of a movie? I guess we kind of got it a little in a, I, I don't know. I don't even think we got it really much in Homecoming. I mean, that's what Spider-Man is. I understand that they have to ramp up the action in each movie and make the threat bigger in each subsequent movie. But I want Spider-Man swinging around New York 
and taking on street-level villains for a little bit before he goes after the big bad. I don't know. I want a little more grounded Spider-Man because we've had him, just if you're watching the MCU, he's been to space. So let's, let's ground him just a little bit. So for me, as much as I enjoyed that movie, going from space to then a giant battle in Europe, I don't know. I thought, let's just, but I get it. I get it. I do. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be one of those guys, even though that's what I'm doing right now. So yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home, I really enjoyed it. The, uh, the two after credits scenes really made me scratch my head. I don't really know if I want to talk about those here, but it, they really, it's funny because you watch these after credit scenes and had they not announced just before I watched it that they're going to make another movie, I probably would have been very angry because both of the after credit scenes hint at something that's coming. And for the folks who saw him in the theater, they're like, yeah, great. And then, and then a couple of weeks later, it's like, oh, by the way, there's not going to be another Spider-Man movie. But if you had known that going into this, those after credit scenes would have just made you mad. One of the after credit scenes doesn't have to involve Spider-Man at all. That's more of an MCU thing. That's more of a what we have coming up in the MCU, which I'll just say it. Secret Invasion, is that where we're going to in the MCU? Or where are we going to see a Secret Invasion type of, type of thing happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know, especially since the scrolls are now technically good guys. So I don't know what's, what's going to happen there. The other scene just had to do with Spider-Man being pegged as a criminal. And I don't know if that's supposed to lead to, 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 a, to a bigger story or if that's just to cement, you know, get us back to Spider-Man as a menace because it, ha- it actually involved J. Jonah Jameson. And it brought back, I can't think of his name, the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire movies. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Anyway, Spider-Man Far From Home, really loved the movie. I'm really enjoying. I, I, the only movie I can think of that I haven't enjoyed just over the moon, just, you know, the only movie that I wasn't over the moon about was Doctor Strange. And I keep being told, go back and give it another chance, and maybe I will. Because everything I read, everything I see, everybody, everybody talks about how the worst movie of the MCU was Thor Dark World. And I remember really liking that movie. So I can guarantee you, come November 12th, when I have my Disney Plus, I'm going to start rewatching all the Marvel movies. And I'm going to take them in order as they were released. And I'll see how I feel about Thor Dark World. And I'll see how I feel about Doctor Strange. And maybe I'll start talking about them here. I don't know. But I may or I may not. All I can tell you for sure is that my name is Steven. And I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at ComicsPodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.